0: What the hell is the name of this thing? It's Wayne's World. The award-winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore on my fingers. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one.
1: Barry Horn. He tried to get me in mid shoe.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Baldy. I hate it when you say it that way. Well, how do you want me to say
1: it? That's the new name of the podcast. It's ballsy.
0: Ballsy. Well, I'm trying to enough. say
2: it in a ballsy manner.
0: No, you're saying it kind of like you're hosting weirdo creepy theater.
2: Well, I am kind of a weirdo and creepy. Yeah. I'm Evan Grant from the Dallas Morning News, joined by Kevin Sherrington. And we let... are.
1: I'm Barry Horn. Oh, you're and here. And on the
2: line, who are you talking to now, Evan? Oh, I love how Barry does the whole mystery guest thing. <laughs> uh, we are talking to a man who knows something about backup quarterbacks. We'll have to step in and fill in for a starter.
1: Well, let, let me ask him this. Babe, I have a question. Did you, did Wait a you, spoil you say it. his name? Well, Good job, Barry. Yeah. Babe, L- we, have Babe La- we have Babe Loffenberg with us. Uh, we we had Brad Sham in the intro. We had, we had David Moore in the intro. We had Kevin. We had Evan. We had me. Would you like to be in our intro? I, I would be honored.
3: Okay. Well,
0: great. we'll get you in there then. Yeah, we'll, we'll work up a new one for this. We'll next, have boy. our agents call you. Say,
1: say something ballsy, and we'll, we'll put it in.
3: Well, you know, I will. And let me ask you this. Is there, is there any one of us on right now who has not won an award of some type?
0: Well, I, that's you heard that award-winning thing? Yeah, yeah. award-winning. Well, yeah. I mean,
3: everybody has won, won an award somewhere along the line, but I always like when people introduce somebody as the award-winning fill in the blank. Evan
0: well, well, Grant. Also
2: the best pie in town. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> world famous. It's going to be in my obit, I promise. World famous barbecue. Babe, We have. Uh, there's so much pressing Cowboys stuff to talk about. I mean, I, uh, this is a shocker that the team is now officially eliminated from playoff consideration. But let's get to the co- the quarterback situation, shall we?
0: Let's do it. Let me ask you this question. I'm <laughs> jumping in right here. All right, because I, I want to get – before we get to Kellen Moore, I, I do want to talk about Matt Castle. Is this just okay. a case of a guy completely losing his confidence? and his? Because I, I have never seen – that was one of the worst plays I've ever seen that, that first interception or the interception he threw the other night.
3: Yeah, that's what I saw exactly what you saw not only the play but just the lack of confidence and previous to that too there was a comeback by des bryant and and he missed him by about six or seven yards yes. behind him and right. and it's funny I've never seen a guy where the football comes out of his hand and it just doesn't fly straight and he's had he's had a bunch of those this year where you just they're head scratchers. Now, everybody misses. You miss by a foot, a yard, whatever, but he's just had the ball come out of his hand.
0: Has he I always thrown uh, that way? Because I, I have to tell you, you know, I, I had not looked at him closely, but he's throwing kind of. It's like he's throwing a, a, a slider. I, you know, it, it's it's a, a very odd throwing motion. Was that always his yeah. style?
3: Well, and the funny thing, this is a guy, too, that he's been to a Pro Bowl. He has won double digit games twice in his career, and it's just. I don't want to say shocking, that'd be a little strong, but it's really surprising to me how inefficient he has been. Uh, I mean, honestly, I thought he would play better. When they first picked him up, I thought, okay, that's a that's a solid pickup for this time of the year for what they were faced with, right? Right. Uh, I thought Colt McCoy would be a real solid pickup, but obviously Washington wouldn't trade him within the division. I thought Drew Stanton would be a guy because he's been in Scott Linehan's offense before. But Arizona went through three quarterbacks last year, so they probably weren't in the mood to say, "Yeah, take take our guy." Uh, so that being said, I thought, okay, I'm I'm good with Matt Castle, and I was I was happy that they did pick up a guy who you thought could come in and play a little bit, but he he clearly has been very disappointing. It's funny too, very quickly, the nature of that position now. If you think back, and you guys are all old enough to remember Don Strock, we're just old, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, Miami absolutely. Dolphins,
2: Don Strzok. was yeah. a great arena league football From coach. Virginia Tech? Great Virginia arena Tech, league football Very coach.
3: good. Back when Virginia Tech wasn't <clears throat> the Frank Beamer Virginia Tech that we know of today. But anyway, he, he was 14 years in Miami, right? Yeah. So he, yes. had some, he had that memorable playoff game, I believe it was against San Diego, where he led a tremendous comeback. Think of Frank Wright leading the comeback against the then Houston Oilers, greatest comeback in playoff history at that time. I don't know if it's since been surpassed. He was nine years in Buffalo. Now it's, you know, everybody's here for a year or two and it becomes a difficult proposition. So the bottom line is you're either playing a young guy who you have no idea, a tell him more, uh, you have no idea about, just throw him out there and you hope for the best, or you're playing an older guy who hasn't played in a while and you hope can still do it.
2: Or you're playing a guy that you're developing for the future. You're playing Brock Osweiler. Or you're oh, playing... well,
3: no. Uh, hey, the, the, if I had, well, and obviously there, there's many criticisms uh, of, any organization in any sport, but if I had one, I would—they have neglected the most important position on the field in all of sports. Says well, this it's, is... its really really—it's been neglected for years. I don't just look at this year with the backup. I've been saying draft quarterback forever.
2: Oh well, <laughs> Kevin's been shaking his fist at the clouds and saying this for years too. Yeah, I mean, says, and, and says why... the former
1: quarterback.
3: Yes, okay. Well, and, and it's funny too. Where is the greatest success team? They, they came with Troy Aikman, obviously under under the current regime. It came with Troy Aikman sitting right at the top of the draft. And to have neglected the position, it's it's mind-boggling to me, and especially the last, what, four years now we've had a head coach who played quarterback, who knows how important that position is, who knows you have to have one. And not only do you have to have one, you have to be developing one while you have one.
0: Let me ask you this question real quick. On no, that, no, 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 that. no, no,
2: Kevin. Uh, this is something I Everything. want to get into because you just brought up the head coach. You brought up the fact that he plays quarterback, and I have to tell you that from my perspective, I need you, babe, to give me some some enlightenment here. Um, the head coach's job is to put the to put his players in the best chance for success. Correct. Yes. Okay. Obvious. Uh, you read. We read this week, this past week, how he was committed to Matt Castle. Correct. Yes, we now read that also Kellen Moore was taking a number of snaps with the first team offense. Right. That doesn't send Kellen, that doesn't send Matt Castle a whole big vote of confidence, does it?
3: No, but I think if Matt Castle, hey, players, as you well know, players know where they are. You you cover baseball, and I know you follow follow all the sports, but you cover baseball. If a guy's hit 220, right. 30 games into the season and he gets dropped in the order or pulled from the lineup, is that a surprise?
0: No, it's. So it's, I think, I think it's not a surprise. It depends if you're Castle. Elvis Andrus or not. He, he's surprised, but
3: well. no, no,
2: no. It's it's not a surprise. But I do think that if you're if you're going to double down and say that Matt Castle is my quarterback, I think the most inside the box and panicky move that you can make is you get down seven three, all of a sudden here comes Kellen Moore did in you, an. Did you watch that game? Uh, that's did not a panicky see, move.
1: Did you see what was happening in that game?
0: That, that, it they, was a he,
1: he, look. Matt Castle couldn't play quarterback before that game. Matt Castle had nothing. Matt Castle went out there with a sixty mile an hour fastball, and and, and he was going to get killed. That's fine. Why did Kellen
2: Moore not start them? You knew I, what you had in Matt Castle. Well, I, I, and
3: I had said, Evan, I I do a uh, online chat on the Dallas Morning News. You should you should follow it. I mean, it's we, not award winning not award-winning yet but i know it's it's
2: insightful though which is more than i can say (laughs) about my own yeah
3: but there was no reason for me there was no reason to start matt castle not only from the standpoint that you know you want to see what Kellamore can do because you want to find out do i have a guy next year that can back up tony romo but the flip side of that is and i stated this as well before the game so it wasn't after the fact deal i said i'm not so sure that Moore doesn't give you a better chance to win. And I'm not so sure that if Moore had the whole week to prepare last week and then had the whole game instead of 70% of it, that he wouldn't have won that game. All right, exactly. yeah, he would have made a mistake. He would have made his mistakes, but made them early, settled down as the game went on, and then I I think you would have seen a, a better Kellen
1: Moore. Uh, all right, so here's the 1000000 dollar question. No, 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 yeah. wait, I no, want to no, no, no. hear if you've got more on this to add. Uh, no, I have a question. I, I'm going to let. I want to hear from Babe. I have a question for you, Babe. The, yes, uh, the million dollar question. What did you see from Kellen Moore that you liked or didn't like, and what do you think going forward?
3: It's a that's a million dollar and change question right there. Because honestly, I I, I liked what I saw. I really did. Now, as I said, it, it's like. Okay, you have a kid, right? You have a 16-year-old, and he gets his license, he or she. Just because they have their license doesn't mean they're really ready to drive, right? Right. So you give them the keys to the car, and then you just pray to God that the car and your child comes home in one piece, right? Cool. And that's not unlike playing your first NFL game at quarterback. You get out there, and you just you give them the keys to the car, and you just hope that the wrecks aren't too bad. and I, I, he threw three interceptions by the end of the thing, but the last one I, I kind of don't count. Desperation. Right. You're just trying to get a pass interference call or hope Des can make play. But, you know, the, the others, uh, the one down in the middle of the field, the first one he ducked and then still tried to hit the deep ball, which he just can't do, but he's going to learn. And I go back to 2006, right, second half of that Giants game, Monday night. Tony Romo goes in. Drew Bledsoe throws the interception right before the half. Half And here comes the Tony Romo era, and we really don't know what to expect. And, and Romo throws two touchdowns, three interceptions. <laughs> I mean, he had more in that half than most people have in six games. You don't care so he, about
2: the number of interceptions a rookie quarterback throws in his first game. It's I do all, not. It, It's, it's I do all not. about, at that point in time, show me what you've got, arm strength, show me what you've got in, in being able to have some touch with, with receivers and
3: some rapport with
0: receivers. Was well, so yeah, it not? The
3: and ball, the ball did go down the field. You know, he was hitting balls down well, and, and,
0: and his timing was very good. He, he was, timing
3: was he moves. Yes. He's, I, I right. did, well, but let me say this. I am I was predisposed to like Kellen Moore. I really liked him coming out of school. I right. mean, you watched enough of Boise State, which probably a lot of people did at that time. Uh, this is a guy that's been a winner all his career. He was he, – he threw sixty-seven touchdown passes his senior year in high school. The senior year, <laughs> yeah. he set the record for wins by a college quarterback. He's done all sorts of.
0: So you're you're saying so you man. believe in production?
3: Oh, I always my 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 mantra is always don't overlook production, and that's what happened.
0: It's a great with mantra a lot of too. These
3: guys. Well, it is because we want to say, well, he's this, he's that, and again, Jamarcus Russell. I go back to that, right? Two thousand seven. Got a rocket, yeah. Oh, that had everything. You brought your tape measure and your stopwatch, and you said this is the number one pick. If you base need- on
2: projection, whether it's football or baseball, and you don't encounter in- and you don't include performance. I, I think you're not getting the well, that's history. when Luke
0: Kuechly was coming out of college, I said, this is a guy that the Cowboys should really look at the draft because he, he led the nation in tackles at least two years and maybe three years at Boston College. And, and, and I said, you know, I don't know what his numbers say, but if a guy's leading the nation in tackles two or three years in a row, didn't that right. something that, that maybe should really count? Right. Well, and, then, and of course, you so can
2: overanalyze it by saying, oh, well, you know, the, their defensive line is horrible.
0: Well, yeah, there's a million things. But right. let, let me ask you this about, about Kellen Moore, because I'm watching that game and you know and I and I see, see that too, and you know, he 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 was bouncing around in the pocket a little bit, he's avoiding things. But on the first interception, right to me, and, and I realize this is the heat of the moment and it's easy to say from the sidelines or the press box or wherever. Uh but if you're if, if you're <laughs> let, under, let, me, let me just say
3: this, Kevin, very quickly along those lines. Yeah. I always say with Brad you know, doing the games on radio with Brad, if I critique a quarterback and say Hey, you gotta you gotta see that, or he didn't see this. And then I always put the addendum in, and I said, "Brad, it's easier to play from two hundred feet in the air."
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. God, okay. But when you're when you're watching that play, can't you just say to him, especially a rookie quarterback like him, where this is a team going nowhere? Uh, of a guy's just if you're under duress like that, don't throw it over the middle. You know, if you want to throw it, throw it out. If you want to throw it away, that's fine. But just, just don't throw one up in the middle with off your back foot under duress. You know, in that. Well, kind of he was play.
1: blind? He couldn't see where he was throwing the ball at, at that point <laughs> well, either.
0: It was a prayer. I mean, I, I know he, right. I know he saw him running open over there, but you, you can't see the other side of the field. You can't see the safety coming right, over. Right. That's well,
2: a lesson if, to learn.
0: Oh, absolutely, if, if, absolutely.
3: If I'm coaching him, and I'm sure he's being coached the same way, and I'm sure he knows. You know, this is a guy that. Just because we saw him play for the first time doesn't mean this is the first time he's ever played the position. Obviously, but once you he, he, once he ducks under the rush, the rush, which by the way he did a heck of a job there, just yes. the sack. Okay, at that point, the deep ball is over. You know, anything you were hoping to get downfield is over. Your eyes then shift immediately to your underneath your checkdown because that that throw is is done down the field, and obviously he he, he escaped, and then he said, "Oh, I'm going to take a shot." I'm sure the minute the ball, the split second, excuse me, the ball left his hand, he said, this is not going to end well. <laughs> and it didn't. Hey, uh, but that's just, but you got to get out and play. I mean, you right. know, honestly, you've got to get out there. And I'm not, hey, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, we've got the next Troy Aikman on our hands. I do like what I see. I'd like to see more, and no pun intended, and <laughs> just a guy that he, he's got to get out there and play. And it's its very much like throwing, a, throwing somebody out on the, Freeway, right, where you're trying – cars are coming by every which way.
0: But this is this that, is the thing, too, and listen, I was a, a big defender of Matt. I thought, like you, about Matt Castle. This is the perfect backup quarterback to come in. A lot of starts in the league. He's been a good player. Right. But but we – and it's an impossible situation to bring him in, in the middle of the season. If that would have just worked out immediately, then there, what's the use of training camp, Right. So, uh, but having said all that, we kept hearing about chemistry issues. Oh, he needs to develop chemistry with people and with Dez. And, and, and I'm thinking, you know what, This that's so overblown because here comes Kellen Moore in this game, and Cole Beasley is running across the middle, and he puts it right in his hands, right in front of him, right where it needs to be, right at, the, at that second. Tell yeah. me what kind of chemistry he's developed with Cole Beasley that allowed him to do that.
3: Right, zero, because he's probably throwing the ball to Cole Beasley or Dez Bryant in practice six times seven, eight times. Right. He never, he, he did the post-game show uh, with, with Brad and I, and he, he I said, tell him, you ever worked? At, he was in the 2 I said, did you ever work on two-minute in practice? First time he ran the two-minute offense was in that game. So, <laughs> there, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff where he was going by the seat of his pants, and, uh, no, but he just, he looked like a, take, I, I know it's easy to say, take away the, you know, the two interceptions. That's like saying, hey, if you took away the nine, that I had on 18 and the quadruple bogey on 7. You know, I shot 74 today. (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: right. (laughs) We could all be Jordan Spieth, but but here's this question. You've eyeballed him. How tall is he? uh,
3: You know, I think he's he's 6 feet. I think he's kind of a legitimate 6 feet, and that's the other thing working against him. He, He... you know, Jason Garrett has said twice he looks like the paperboy, which I was offended with because I was a paperboy for five years <laughs> with the Los Angeles Herald-Examiner.
1: Yeah, me too. And they went out of business. But I do look like a paperboy. Well, well, like yeah. But
3: it wasn't because I wasn't on time with my delivery there, Mr. Horn.
1: Okay. I just okay. Wanna, okay. <laughs> but, but, but he doesn't... He's
3: got everything working against him. Size, height, uh, the way he looks, all that. But the guy knows how to play the position. He, but, kinda, kinda, he does not pass the the eyeball test to say, Well that's my that's my guy, that's my NFL quarterback. Check. Well oh, go on. Is that Cam Newton guy? 6'5", 240 I like him? <laughs>
0: Let, let, let me ask you this about because uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier, and, and Evan overruled me, and I didn't get to ask the question at the time. You know, uh, and, 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 and like you, I've been uh, banging a drum for a long time about the Cowboys drafting quarterbacks, and I've oh. cited many times the Ron Wolf example of what they do with quarterbacks, drafting them, developing them, and then and then in trading Gre- them in Green Bay. You were in Green about. Bay, yes, absolutely, and the fact that they were and, and they were investments. They draft a guy in the fifth or sixth round, and if they don't end up playing him, they trade him for a second or a third round right. draft pick, right? And it's all great. But what we hear from the Cowboys and we've heard from Jason Garrett is that we don't want to develop a quarterback for somebody else. That is
2: stupid is that, and, and managing scared. It is. But
0: over what, and over. Here's what I want to know. Is that Jason Garrett talking or is that Jerry Jones talking?
3: You'd have to ask Jason Garrett well, he, or Jerry Jones. I really don't know. I really don't know.
0: See, that really bothers me. If, if that's uh, it's one thing to hear Jerry because I get why Jerry doesn't want to do it. Why? It's because if I draft a quarterback, he's not going to play. He's going to sit on the well, bench. I spend a high draft pick on a guy who's going to sit on the bench. But you just and he's said it. Play.
2: players are inventory.
0: Oh, absolutely, players they are. are your assets. I'm not and defending your resources. it. I'm not defending. it. I'm saying this is what the way Jerry thinks. But if,
2: if if this is the way they think, this is a fundamental flaw in building a
1: football
0: team. But it was a fundamental flaw to have Brandon Whedon as your backup quarterback, a 31 year old guy with a, a half a dozen starts in the league uh, and he, but he's not young enough to develop either. He was neither. He was neither the young guy you want to develop as the successor and, or, and neither was he the, the veteran guy with a lot of starts under his belt who could step right in and play. And it was such a flawed idea from the very beginning and I, and I, I don't understand how Jason signed off on that. I could see Jerry ramming it down his throat, which I'm sure he does that all the time I just don't understand how Jason could go along with that listen
2: that's, they that's... have been so flawed in their evaluations of skill position players over the past year that uh, i I mean this this would get a GM fired based He's on not the evaluation. firing himself no I, I'm not. Listen, we could beat that one to a dead horse. Into into into, into a dead meat. horse. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not. I know I it's not happening. I don't know what we're doing here. All of a sudden, we become a butcher shop. All babe, of a sudden. But, but
1: the evaluations have been horrid, babe. What what, what would you call a good outing for more against the Bills? What, what would you what, what would you give it? Give it a grade B or higher for from him against the Bills? Uh,
3: you know, I, I I couldn't really look at it like that. I I just think can you you move the football to get the ball in the end zone. No, I didn't. No, but you're I, looking I for something. Team? Well, can you move it? Can you get him in the end zone? And I, I would not. I mean, if he throws three interceptions again, I would not be surprised. But did I see enough positive plays? And did I see enough plays? And were the interceptions such that you say, well, probably won't do that again? You know, he learned from that. If the, if the interceptions are because he can't throw the ball actively, then that's one problem. But if the interceptions are just a byproduct of, well, he he never looked, he never saw that look, we we can fix that on him. Again, I'll go back very quickly to 2006. Tony Romo threw a screen in that Giants game, right? He turns, I forget who the player was now, but there was a guy right there sitting with the running back. And Tony sees him, and he holds the ball in his hand. He kind of pumps it, holds it, pumps it, holds it, and then throws it anyway, and it gets intercepted. And I said, he will never do that for 10 years, and he hasn't. He's never done that again. And so there's a, just a process you go through. See, I will say, too, Kevin, very quickly on the Wheaton thing, I must say the first year I was okay with Wheaton from, from this standpoint. He was a he was a top pick. Uh, I believe it was a fiesta bowl where he and Andrew Luck were going at it. He, Oklahoma State beat him, and he would just fire it. But Mike Holmgren who I really have a lot of respect for, and, and a guy that obviously has has drafted and developed uh, a bunch of good quarterbacks, including taking Matt Hasselbeck off the roster of Green Bay and turning him into a pro bowler in Seattle. Um, you know, when he drafted him in the first round at Cleveland, I said, okay, that guy's got a little cachet with me, so maybe there's something here. Uh, obviously, Wheaton has a great arm. I won't go so far as to say but he has a better arm than Troy Aikman, <laughs> but he has a great arm. He was a guy I could have seen where you work with him, and, and obviously that did not work out. So I was okay from that standpoint. Now, I think they had their doubts about Brandon Wheaton coming back this year. Uh, they were trying to get better at the position, and, and didn't. And I don't want to say live to regret it, because I, I thought Wheaton, quite honestly, performed better than Matt Castle. And if you had had Wheaton through the whole thing, I don't want to say things would have been different, but you, you would have thought that there would have been a learning curve there for him too in this offense. The second part is everybody. The one notion I hate is if they say, "Well, you don't want to spend a high draft pick on a quarterback, namely the guy who they could not play without."
0: Quarterback, Tony. No, Wong. but
3: I mean, Morris Claiborne at number six. If they right. take one at six, you're still like, "We can't do that." We got. Well, I mean, he's been a, he's been obviously a solid player this year, but they've they've had to play without
0: him when he's played. Year, but
3: how about the second-rounders? Could they play without Randy Gregory this
0: year? How about Gavin Escobar, the 2nd round? Gavin Escobar. He's out for the year.
3: Yeah, yeah. but I just mean, if you were taking Gavin Escobar off this roster because you abused a second-round pick on a quarterback, would that have altered anything about this football
1: Right. No.
3: no. Right. So the notion that you can't use a high pick on a quarterback because it's valuable, I just don't. Well, what happened
2: it. to the whole idea of you take the best player available?
3: Yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of that.
2: <laughs> no, you've, I think you, you've,
3: wound,
1: you've wounded Evan now.
3: Well, I, I, you, know, you know what's funny? You look at these teams, and they all say, right, oh, we're just going to take the best player. And then I, I do the games, and I do my charts, and I put the draft picks in green, right? And the teams that were bad on defense last year, inevitably four of their first five picks were used defense. on defense. Yeah. The teams that were woeful on offense, inevitably four of their first five picks, we're on offense. So I think you get to those spots, but the notion that this player is, we, we got to take him because we have him rated two spots above this guy, but we have a position of need. I, I think, you know, and I know people say, oh, you go broke doing that, but when you look at the drafts, that's the way they are really connected.
0: Well, right, now let me ask you about uh, Des Bryant, uh, and and I and I don't want to make any excuses for him because I think he's he's performed terribly, and, and he's overcome a lot of injuries, and I and I get all that, uh, and, I, and I certainly understand that. But uh, that game, uh, the game last the week before this last one, when he was just awful, and, and it didn't help Matt Castle out at all, and the, the throw in the end zone, the slant when he bounces off his hands, and it's all terrible. And so we we kept hearing about the uh, the chemistry issue between the two of them and, and that kind of thing. Do you think it's possible that uh, that because they had such a problem, two of them connecting, that that contributed to Dez's problems in general? And that you expect that maybe he will all of a sudden look better with uh, Kellen Moore quarterback? He he looked better
3: when Kellen Moore got in there this week, didn't he? Yes, all he of did. A
0: sudden, yes, all he started did.
3: started going to him a little bit. Um, yeah, Des is such an interesting personality that. I think you'll go broke trying to kind of figure him out and what makes him tick. And I do know this. He is a player who believes he has to practice in his mind. He's got to have a good practice for him to go into a game. I think with any confidence. And I think he almost to his detriment, he's, he's instilled that in his brain. And then when he wasn't able to practice, you know, he wasn't very good in the game. Uh, I'll never forget watching Lee Trevino. He was—I he, think he'd been hit by lightning, so he was in the booth doing commentating. I like
0: that comment. I think he'd been hit by lightning. No, I think no. Remember, he <laughs> yes, was, he was. He was hit he, by he lightning. Was, that is great. I know he was hit by lightning. and yes, I think he was. It was
3: at that time when he was recuperating when he went into the booth and did a, kind of the analyst job up there. But anyway, he Tom Watson, who was the greatest putter, you know, maybe of all time, money putter, clutch putter. He, was, he had the hips. He, he just couldn't make those four-footers, and he kept talking about it. Jovino said, you know, he needs to quit talking about how he can't make those putts, or basically he never will. And I think to that extent, Dez has to put out of his mind, if I don't practice, I'm not going to be any good in the game, because he hasn't been able to practice for a lot of this time, and he hasn't been as good in the games. Now, clearly some of that is just physical. He's just not—he's not healthy. But I, I think some of it is he's got to put out of his mind that if I don't practice, I'm I'm not going
1: to be any good at the game. Baby, sounds like you're driving in a car. Are you headed to it to an athletic event right now? <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm heading to Luke Waffenberg's basketball game.
1: At, I am. at Argyle Liberty.
3: That's exactly right. Okay, That's exactly right.
1: We're we're going to let you get there. Do you yell? Do you yell when you when you're sitting in the stands? Are you one of those parents like me?
3: <laughs> no. Can can I be honest with you? My my objective and I will I will defy anyone who's ever seen me at any of my son's games or my nephew games nephew's game who lives here. Uh, I will defy them to find a time when I yell at an official, at a kid, at anything. And my whole goal is You sat next to me during the game. You wouldn't know who my kid was.
1: So, so you just wait till after the game when you're alone with when you're alone with Luke, and then and then let it out on him, right? Oh, I let him have it. Let's
0: let's on the the, the coach have it. He goes to the Uh, locker. He goes to the locker room and and puts his (laughs) finger. He 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 sends a note. No,
1: he sends the pregame note. Babe, I would
0: like to.
2: Here's what I want you to do. I would like (laughs) to right now just rehash the last I don't know minute or so in the booth here in which Barry and Kevin both motioned at me to, let's wrap it up. (laughs) And then Barry's apparent way of wrapping things up is to say, hey, babe, let's talk about kids for a while. (laughs) Um, And and let me probe you with some deep questions about whether or not you yell at your kids. There's there's, there's no high school. Thank you for good parenting 101, Barry.
1: Well, I just wanted to know, Kevin. And now we know why Grace is going to be damaged. Kevin is the father of that. Oh, Grace is, is far, is, is is damaged, damaged goods (laughs) on on the basketball court. I think Babe once sat next to me in a game and was uh,
0: uh, appalled. Appalled. Appalled is the correct word, yes.
1: So anyway, but I think we should let him go, let him watch Luke play. And uh, And go ahead and ask your next question. And say thank you to him (laughs) for joining us.
3: My pleasure. I'll I'll post a a Twitter picture of of the game, maybe the jump ball. He may be jump center. Perfect.
2: Babe, it has been a pleasure to discuss football with you.
0: Someone who knows what he's talking about. That's what he's saying. With uh, fellow well, as opposed no. to us.
1: Fellow form of paperboard. Hey,
3: I swear to you, can I tell you something? I Go really ahead. do. I love it. I love talking football. I love I, I truly love watching the quarterbacks and develop and what happens and and I'm I, I swear I learn something every day, every game. I'm I'm constantly learning more about the position and I'm just I'm so intrigued by that position, having, you know, played it and not very well and watching guys and watching who makes it, who doesn't. And I, I, I need to write a book on what is that common trait? What do these guys have? What do the Bradys and, and Mannings? And what do they have? And what, what happens to the you know, the Brandon Whedons the Chad Hutchinsons? On and on. I think there are so many factors. You know, the offense you're in, the coach you have, the players that are around you. Just there, There's so many things that go into this. It's, it's incredible.
0: Well, let me just say this really quick before uh, we let we go. you go. <laughs> uh, you, 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 Evan, you're, you're, you're very humble. Evan wants to get to lunch. I you, can you, tell. You, you're very <laughs> humble. You're very humble about your your, uh, your your NFL career. You were an NFL quarterback, and I think that, that says enough for me.
1: Well, you were the best. You were the best quarterback in the state of California. Your senior year of high school, weren't you? The state of California, the country, the country. Oh, pardon me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The number one quarterback yep. in the country. You were you recruited by Bill Walsh? What did he tell you the next year when yeah, uh, when he? <laughs> when he recruited John Elway.
3: Well, he didn't tell me because he went to the 49ers. But I always remember, uh, and keep in mind, this was pre-internet day, and I feel sorry for these kids now, you know. So my, my kids asked me, one of my sons asked me, hey, Dad, were you a five-star? And I'm like, ah, we didn't have stars. You know, you just, your senior year, you got recruited, and now these kids, you know, committing in the eighth grade. And, but no, but they, you know, they had said, Bill Walsh had said, we think he's the best quarterback on the West Coast, if not the country. Okay. So that's pretty heady stuff. When For you. About you. 17 years old. About me. Yeah. Well, the next year, when they recruited Elway, and again, Walsh had been to San Francisco, but Rod Dauhauer, who was the head coach then, said, you know, we think, you know, he's the best quarterback we've ever seen. So when you put it on the scale, you know, you got your balancing scale, and let's see, best quarterback in the class of 1978, and then best high school quarterback in history, uh, the, the scale tipped to John Elway. They regretted that. There's a lot of regret. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you know? do you do you have those quotes hanging on your wall somewhere?
3: I actually do. I have. I this have. This is unbelievable. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> going to tell you. These, these people do
2: not know how to end a show. <laughs> All right, Evan, end it. I, I, I for love him. it. I have it.
3: Babe, okay, I'm going to send you the article, Kevin. I wish you would, babe. Are you? Do- would. I, I'll send it to you. I'm going to I'm honestly going to do that. Can All I ask right,
2: yeah. one more question, babe? Are you doing a <laughs> chat this week on DallasNews.com? I'll
3: be doing a chat. Will you? Will you ask the question, Evan? For God's sake.
2: What day? What day <laughs> are you doing the chat?
3: Well, typically I am Wednesday at 1 o'clock. However, this week with the Christmas Eve on Thursday and the Cowboys schedule may be changing up and all, we, we we may be shifting that a little bit. All right. Watch, for, you know.
1: watch
2: for Babes chat on DallasNews.com. For Barry Horn, for Babe Loffenberg, <laughs> and for Kevin Sherrington, thank you for joining us on Goodbye. Ballsy.
3: Stop <laughs> Stop that!